Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Believe in the Board, a daily sports betting show brought to you by the fine folks of Believe. My name is Daniel Corrigan. I will be your host and we will break down the board daily. We will preview the best bets throughout the week, especially the weekends. Uh, this weekend is huge, conference championship weekend in college football. Not a very exciting conference championship week, but nonetheless, conference championship week. Uh, we'll be breaking down all the best bets there. It's going to be a big college football show. We're going to talk my top 10, uh, and then we'll talk, that'll obviously lead us into college football playoff discussion, and then we'll end every show uh, with my full card. I don't have a big card tonight. Uh, college basketball is the only thing really on. I don't really bet on soccer or the NBA. I will bet on the NBA as we get deeper into the season and uh, the NFL and college football start to wrap up. But for now, we'll stick to college football, do a big preview episode. Everyone knows for a big college football guy just as myself, the best time to start a podcast talking about college football is at the very end. So we're going to cram in as much as we can. I'm going to flex my knowledge as much as I can uh, until the season ends. And then, like I said, we'll go through my full card uh, to end the show. About 30-ish minutes every day. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find us wherever podcasts are fi- found. Uh, so let's get started here. All right, let's discuss the opening lines of Conference Championship Weekend coming up. Uh, the first ones start on Friday. I think I think on Thursday is the plan is when I'm going to dive deeper into these games and give my official picks. Right now, I'm still looking over. To be honest, this isn't a very good conference championship weekend. Uh, There's not a lot of drama, especially pertaining the college football playoff. Like, Georgia and Michigan, I don't think it matters if they win or lose. Like, honestly, those two should probably, I wouldn't say sit their starters, but they should have a pretty tight leash on them. They should call off the dogs pretty quickly in these games. One, because Michigan is just... I'm a certain Michigan's backups are better than Purdue. Purdue's very good, but Michigan is just on another level right now. They are the class of the Big Ten right now. And then Georgia's the class of football right now. They're playing LSU, which should be tougher, but LSU, you know, they just lost to Texas A&M, which is barely a football program at this point. Uh, and Georgia is just... Georgia is the, the better version of Michigan. We saw it in the playoff last year, where even going in, I'm like, I think Georgia was a... Six and a half? I can't remember if I got them at six and a half or seven. Either way, I bet on them uh, against Michigan in the Orange Bowl last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I said, this is just, if Ohio State ran the offense that Michigan did, this is what would happen every year. Because Georgia is has all the four and five star talents across the country, while Michigan, they, they're starting to get their guys. They're starting to build momentum and starting to recruit a lot better under Jim Harbaugh because... Before Jim Harbaugh didn't really go at, wasn't star chasing like a lot of these top programs are. He was going for his guys that can run his system. And he did a good job because Michigan's had a lot of success under Jim Harbaugh in terms of wins and losses, not in terms of the end goal of winning the Big Ten championship, uh, going to the playoff, beating all their rivals every year. They haven't had that level of success under Harbaugh. Uh, I, this would have to be, yeah, this would be the first year that he's beaten both Michigan State and Ohio State in the in the same year because he lost to Michigan State last year. Um, but let's start with this Big Ten championship game. Michigan-Purdue. Uh, Purdue is opening as a 16.5-point dog. Uh, total set at 51.5 odds courtesy of BetMGM. I, Michigan here, 
like I said, I have a strong feeling that Michigan is, they're going to want to win this game, and they're going to, just because I think it's just, it's just going to be too much. I feel like they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage with that offensive line. I'm not huge on Purdue's defense this year. Uh, they have, Michigan arguably has the best offensive line in the country. You can make an argument with teams like Notre Dame, Utah, USC, Ohio State, uh, kind of Georgia. But Michigan has the best offensive line in the country. They have Donovan Edwards, who just apparently is the best home run threat in college football right now, if you ask the Ohio State Buckeyes defense, which did not show up in Columbus, Ohio, uh, for the second half at least. Uh, Michigan, with Donovan, they have that Donovan Edwards. Uh, if you have guys open by about 20 yards, we can now I can now officially confirm that J.J. McCarthy can hit them uh, for the easiest touchdowns of all time. I'm not huge on J.J. McCarthy as a player, um, I think he didn't really have, he didn't really, his stats look great against Ohio State just because he was throwing it to dudes who were open by 50 yards, but I don't know if once we could reach the playoff, that's what, that's my one concern with Michigan going forward, which is actually the bright spot of their, the biggest win in, I don't know, since if we take away the Ohio State game last year, the biggest win in two decades since they won since they won half the national championship in 1997. Um, it, it, even I I would have to assume Blake Corum is not going to play in this game. He may even be out for the year. The thing about Blake Corum that makes Blake Corum so good is his one-cut ability. He is so shifty at the line of scrimmage. He can, he can hit any hole no matter where it is on the offensive line. And you saw it. He got two carries in the Ohio State game. And his second carry... He tried cutting back in, and it just simply did not work. He was wearing that big bulky. Oops, he was wearing that big bulky uh, knee brace, and it just simply wasn't working. We never saw him again. Didn't matter. He it does. It's not going to matter for this game either because Michigan is just superiorly, superiorly. Wow, it's just so much more talented. You're going to find out throughout the course of this show is that I can't articulate very well, so you're just going to have to get over it. But Michigan is just so much better than Purdue as a roster. I would lean the Michigan minus 16.5 in this spot. But ultimately, um, yeah, I would go with Michigan uh, minus 16.5. But again, these aren't official predictions. We're just kind of talking about, we're just going through the Power 5 conference championship games. And then on Thursday, we will break it all down and give our official picks. Clemson versus North Carolina. Let's talk about this Clemson team. There, there was a point last week where they were kind of they were handling South Carolina. Uh, it looked like they were going to go. They looked like they were going to win. They were going to go eleven and one, and they probably would have been ranked sixth or fifth, depending. Uh, and that's the thing we don't know what the committee thinks about Ohio State right now, um, because the top four is said we'll get there in a minute. Would that's a slotted schedule? We'll get there in a minute. We'll talk about this Clemson team. Clemson, we came into this season, I came into this season, many of us came into this season thinking Clemson was going to have one of, if not the best uh, defense in the country, especially that front seven. A lot of a lot of people thought that front seven could be as good, if not better, than the 2018 team that all got drafted. They all have had some level of success in the NFL. And they were just statistically the best defense in the country. And it was just, you saw it in the national championship game. They completely 
shut down Alabama. An Alabama team that was operating under prime Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, Devonta Smith, who's the other guy in that room I'm thinking of right now. I feel like Jalen Waddle. that's who it is. That We have to have a talk about those Alabama teams uh, sometime in the future, just how loaded they were. But they completely shut down that team in the 2018 National Championship game. We thought that was going to be the same this year. They're good. Like, they're good. But they're also playing an ACC that was not as strong as we all thought it was going to be. NC State's dealt with injuries. Still a decent team, dealt with injuries. Wake Forest collapsed at the end. Uh, still a really good season in terms of Wake Forest historically. Um, North Carolina was the most surprising, but their defense is awful. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Boston College was terrible when many people thought they were going to be good with Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers coming back for another year. Uh, Jeff Halfley, who was the defense coordinator at Ohio State, uh, is the head coach there, and he was building a lot of momentum, and he just suddenly lost that. But the ACC is down, and Clemson looked good against these bad ACC teams. And then when they would play decent teams, they would they would struggle or they or as we saw it, they lost. They lost to Notre Dame. They got crushed by Notre Dame, which is just delicious to watch as somebody who I'll, I'll admit it, I'm a hater of Clemson. Uh, and then they lost to South Carolina against Spencer Rattler, who might be the best quarterback in college football history at this point. But look, you look at Clemson's schedule. Overtime win against Wake Forest. It was very tough, very tough to win that game. Somehow that offense came alive against that awful Wake Forest defense. NC State was 30-20. to 20. It wasn't that close. Uh, some of us had the under of like 48 and a half or whatever it was in that game. And NC State then Leary decided to be Superman and run in 20-yard touchdown as time was expiring. Uh, good for him. Uh, they won. They beat Florida State by six. They had to come back against Syracuse. They looked meh against Louisville. It, this just was never a good team, and it's because of the offense. DJ Uyangalale is. I don't know why we all thought that he was going to be better this year. We all thought he was going to be a Heisman candidate going into last season. Uh, we were able to give the Georgia game a pass uh, for the first game of the year because. Two great defenses going up against each other. It was just a battle, nerves, whatever. He was just never good throughout the entire season. And Clemson still found a way to win double-digit, have a double-digit win total, as they do this year. But this just isn't a good offense. The offensive line was not that good. They didn't generate enough of a push. And that's and that's going to be trouble against whoever they play in a bowl game because they're going to get a good bowl game, especially if they win this game. If they are a 11-win Power 5 Conference champion, they are going to get a good bowl game, and I just can't wait to bet against them, because they are just, they're just not good, there's just nothing to this offense, Will Shipley is their best offensive threat, and he is just, he's good, like he is a very, very good football player, but if Will Shipley is your best offensive threat, you just don't have a chance, um, but they are going up against a bad, and I mean awful, North Carolina defense. North Carolina, <clears throat> excuse me, has one of the better offenses in the country because they have, I don't want to say the best quarterback in the country because Caleb Williams, um, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud is just unbelievable company. But Drake May has just been sensational for the Tar Heels. And the Tar Heels offense has been great. 
The problem comes with their defense. They're putting up 35 points per game. They're putting up just under 500 yards per game, over 6.1 yards per play. But then you look on the other side, they're, they're giving all that up as well. Like, they're giving up 31 points per game. They're giving up 450 total yards per game. They're giving up 6 yards per, per play. They're giving up almost 8 yards per pass. It's just, it's just not been good. And I am, I'm somebody who likes this North Carolina team. I like, I just like the, to be honest, I just like the colors. North Carolina blue is the all-time favorite, all-time best color. So that's, I've always been a big Tar Heel fan just because of that. However, in terms of this game, um, I've written down the total twice, so I don't know what the line is right now, so I have to go find it. Uh, when I wrote it down on my cheat sheet, I just wrote down the total. The total is 63.5. That may be worth it because I think Clemson's going to be able to move the ball on this bad defense. They've been able to move the ball on bad defenses before. Um, but right now, Clemson is a 7.5-point favorite. The game is in Charlotte. It's at uh, Bank of America Stadium. If that plays into it a little bit, maybe. I would go North Carolina here, plus 7.5, only if you can get the hook on your side of the touchdown. That's one of my uh, rules of college football gambling is if you're going to take the number, take you want that hook. You want that hook so bad, especially when it's on a common, an average deficit of loss, such as 7. So you're getting that 7.5, I would take Carolina plus 7.5 at this current number. Alright, now let's get into the SEC championship game, usually the conference championship game that that usually pulls the most weight of the conference championship games just because it's usually Alabama versus somebody who could get in, but they have to beat Alabama and not many teams do that. This year, it's a team, the new Alabama in my opinion, Georgia, I think Georgia is the next great dynasty. Is Kirby Smart is recruiting at a level only Nick Saban did. He's winning at a level that only Nick Saban did, and he's producing at a level that only Nick Saban has done. Um, so I, th- I think Georgia is the next great dynasty. Uh, I called it last year. I was never more right with the team than I was with Georgia. The day after Ohio State lost to Alabama in the national championship game in 2020, or not the day after, whenever the uh, – the uh, championship future odds were released. I bet on Georgia plus 700. Also bet on the Rams. I had a really good year. Um, I did bet on Ohio State to win the championship game this year. Still holding out hope for that. Again, we'll get into the college football playoff talk here in a minute. Let's get back to the SEC championship game. LSU is a 17.5 point dog. Uh, 51.5 is the total. When you look at LSU, if you would have told me after the Florida State game week one, where they scored late as time expired. Awesome football game. It was played on a Sunday, which I really like how they do that. Uh, the week one, they just have one game on Sunday night, and it's just like a really fun matchup, like LSU-Florida State. That's just a really fun matchup. Um, LSU scored a touchdown as time expired on like a 90-yard drive with no timeouts and a minute left. Extra point was blocked with no time left. Florida State won that game. We kind of all wrote LSU off. I don't think I don't think many of us thought Brian Kelly was going to be bad at LSU, just because LSU is just such a hard place to be bad at, just because of the amount of opportunity you have. It's a recruiting hotbed. It's one of the blue bloods in college football. And by the way, if you can hear that rumbling, it is leaf season here in Cleveland, Ohio. 
so the leaf trucks are just running up and down the streets. Uh, but LSU is one of the five best jobs in the country, no matter what. There are about there are about five schools that overnight can become instantly become championship contenders. LSU is one of them, just because, and especially in the transfer portal era, just because they're always going to be in the mix for the top recruits, whether they're a good team or not. They have the premier coach. Brian Kelly is one of the best coaches in college football. He was when he was at Notre Dame. It's Many people just like to make fun of him because he was at Notre Dame and he did never won the big game just because Notre Dame is prone uh, to losing every big game they've ever been in. Uh, see last week. Um, but this is just like LSU's good offensively. They're good defensively. They got waxed by Tennessee at home, but Tennessee was kind of... I don't think anybody was stopping Tennessee at that point because they had the game against Alabama the next week, and it was... Tennessee just had that different feel to them. It's a shame what happened. Uh, they ran into uh, the reincarnation of Joe Montana and Spencer Rattler, um, and then obviously Hendon Hooker tore his ACL, which sucks. That just sucks. That's the way his college football career ends. Um, but a hell of a year for Tennessee. They went 10-2. and They beat Alabama. I keep getting off track here. I just love college football so much. But this LSU team, they got a two or three really bad losses. Florida State uh, is not a great loss, especially when they were a college football contender because the college football playoff committee said so. Uh, Tennessee, they got waxed at home. Never can do that. And then last week, you can't lose to Texas A&M. If you lose to Texas A&M, you don't deserve to have a program at this point. Texas A&M is so bad. They're such a joke. It's... This is the first time in, I think, two years that Texas A&M has scored 30 points on an FBS opponent, and it was against LSU, and now LSU has to go play Georgia at the Superdome? I I, I don't see it. I, I truly do not see it. I truly do not see a way LSU wins this game, or uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, or whatever. I don't see a way LSU can win this game. It's just Georgia is so much better offensively. Stetson Bennett has... Stetson Bennett is the perfect college football quarterback. He's not good, he's not great, he's athletic, and he makes the throws. And he makes the throws because everyone in Georgia is so wide open. The offensive line is great. All the skill players are great. That defense is just... Not just as good as they were last year. Last year they were the best defense in the history of this sport uh, on the amateur level. But they're still the best defense in the country. Uh, like I said, it was 17 and a half. I would stay away from that number. I would lean towards more of the under right now. Uh, moving on to the Pac-12 championship, we're already about 20 minutes in, so I'll kind of get through these. Again, we'll talk about we'll talk more in depth about these games uh, Thursday, and we'll give my official picks on Thursday. Since you know this game, the Pac-12 championship, a rematch of an awesome game early in the year, is on Friday night. Utah uh, catching three against USC over under 67. USC is the team right now. They are they they beat UCLA. Uh, they held off against UCLA, I should say. Uh, they beat up Notre Dame pretty bad. A very good Notre Dame team. Uh, don't let that record fool you. Notre Dame is very good. Um, and Caleb Williams all but secured the Heisman. Although I don't think it's anything that Caleb Williams did specifically. He was always going to be a finalist in New York. It was more that C.J. Stroud 
wasn't bad against Michigan, but the way they got toasted against them at home, he didn't really do much of anything. I think that kind of comfortably knocks C.J. Stroud off from winning. Um, obviously, Hendon Hooker has missed last week. He's out for the year. Uh, Blake Corum, Corum, Blake Corum missed last week. It's just, I believe it's Caleb Williams to lose, unless he lays an egg. At the bare minimum, if he wins this game, I think Caleb Williams has locked up the Heisman. Um, I think it was a one-point loss last time, and it was they went for two to win the game at the end. Utah has three losses on the season, and the first loss to Florida was not was a bad one. They should have won that game, but Utah historically does not go out of conference like this. They don't go on the road to big-time programs like this, and Florida... Whether they are good or bad, no matter what, the Swamp is always, always, always going to be one of the toughest places to play, and we saw that week one. God, I can't believe that week one. Sorry. I can't believe we're already at this point in the season. Week one felt like yesterday where I was watching Georgia-Oregon and um, uh, the game I just said, Utah-Florida, and then Notre Dame-Ohio State. It was just so beautiful. I love college football. It sucks that it's ending. But bowl season's awesome because then I can spend the rest of my day, spend my entire day watching college football, which is usually what I do anyway. Uh, but right now, I would lean USC just because I think USC is so hot. I think, I don't know if anybody's stopping that offense. Utah, we saw what they did against Oregon. Cam Rising just ain't right. He just ain't right this year. I don't know if it's he's missing weapons on the outside. Or maybe the defense. The defense obviously is taking a step back. Uh, losing Devin Lloyd to the NFL draft sucked for that defense. A defense that was never really good. We saw what Ohio State did to them in the Rose Bowl. Not that, you know, getting torched by Ohio State is like some indicator that you have a terrible defense. Ohio State torches a lot of defenses. But we saw, we kind of got a glimpse of what they were last year. Uh, and then they lost their best defensive players. So, I'll lean USC here. I think USC does win and get into the playoff. Uh, Big 12 championship game, and then we'll get into my top 10 college football playoff talk and then my card for the night. Now, here's a team, Kansas State. Let's talk about these two teams because I have a very I have very much have a personal tie to these very two teams. Kansas State was one of my favorite overs on the win total this year. Over 6.5, it cashed. I went 9-1 and one in my win totals this year. Very good year. My one loss, however, was TCU under six and a half wins. They haven't lost yet. They've more than doubled what I predicted the very maximum amount of wins they were going to have. They're lucky. They have gotten lucky so many times. I think midway through the season, there was a stretch of five to six games. It was either five, I don't know if it stretched to six, I honestly don't remember, where they knocked out the starting quarterback of every game they played, and then they would win those games. And Kansas State was one of those. Adrian Martinez, former Nebraska uh, quarterback, transfers over. It's pretty good with them. He kind of gives them an extra threat in the running game, especially with Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he gets hurt in that TCU game. Will Howard, who is now the starting quarterback at Kansas State, and makes this team better just by his presence because he can throw the ball downfield, and you can still mix in Adrian Martinez just because you need to with his athleticism paired with Deuce Vaughn. That just is an incredible backfield duo. Uh, but Will Howard makes his team better. Kansas State was up 28-10 to 10 going into halftime against TCU. And then Will Howard gets knocked out of the game. And 
God bless whoever the third stringer is for the Wildcats. I know I don't remember his name. Uh, TCU just went on a roll. Max Duggan, he deserves Heisman consideration. He's had a great year. Um, this is the one game where Will Howard is a starter. And we, we saw what they did to TCU. Now, I think TCU is one of those teams that is in no matter what, which is bad for my Ohio State Buckeyes. I think they have enough good wins. The Big 12 is pound for pound the best conference in college football this year. I think they have enough wins where they can survive a loss and their resume stacks up well with Ohio State. I, Ohio State's going to have the better win uh, just because they beat Penn State, who is going to finish as a top 10 team. Um, but And they have the Notre Dame win, which might be as good as any other win. I don't know. Texas is a pretty good one for TCU, especially at Texas, and in the matter of which they demolish Texas, not demolish Texas, but they kind of punched them in the mouth that entire game. Uh, but Kansas State, plus two and a half right now. I would lead Kansas State here just because, one, I don't like being proven wrong, uh, and I refuse to get off my take that TCU under six and a half wins. That was just so bad. I don't know what it was. I just knew coach. I was never a big fan of Duggan. They proved me wrong. Good for them. I hope they make the playoff. They're a fun team. I think Kansas State catches them here. Um, I personally have bought half a point to give me the three points uh, on Kansas State. I just I, The way Will Howard torched that defense, I can't get that out of my head. I really like Kansas State. I think Kansas State is a top 10 team. They have always hovered around my top 10. Uh, I think they win here, but I don't think it's going to matter for TCU. I think TCU is pretty comfortably in uh, the college football playoff right now. All right, let's run through my top 10 here. Uh, every week I put out a top 25 just because nobody likes ranking things like me, especially college football. So let's go to my first ranking, why don't we? Uh, just a little comparison. I do a top 25. For these shows, I'll spare you. I'll just do 10. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I had Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, Oklahoma, USC, Clemson, Kentucky, Penn State, Oklahoma State. Some of those teams are still there. Uh, some of them certainly are not. Uh, currently, I have, and it was a toss-up between Georgia and Michigan at the top spot. I think Michigan has the best win even better than what than Georgia just absolutely pantsing Oregon uh, week one. But I, I kept Georgia there. I think they're just the better team. I still think it's a matchup nightmare for Michigan if they were to meet in uh, the playoff or the national championship game. I think Georgia would win that game comfortably. Uh, two, I have Michigan, uh, like I just said, very close to number one. Three, TCU. They deserve it. Um, they've been number four for me. Or, uh... Yeah, they've been number three for me for a long time. Or, excuse me, they've been number four for me for a long time, but Ohio State losing, who I had at two last week, above Michigan. Uh, Ohio State drops out. USC moves up to number four, uh, winning in. That's its name of the game for those two teams, TCU and USC, winning in. Uh, Georgia and Michigan are in. There's nothing that can happen in these conference championship games to prove otherwise. Uh, at five, I have Ohio State. They have a, still have a very good chance of making the playoff. They just need USC to lose or TCU to lose. But like I said, I think TCU has a very strong argument over Ohio State. Uh, USC losing would put them out and Ohio State would go in. At six, it's not going to happen this way tonight when the playoff rankings are announced. 
But at six, I have Tennessee. Seven, I have Alabama. It's going to be Alabama-Tennessee, and it's going to be absolutely goddamn disgusting because Tennessee beat them. These two teams met at a predetermined time, at a predetermined place, and played a football game to hash out who was better. And it came out Tennessee 52, Alabama 49. They have... They both have 10 wins. They both have two losses. Sure, Alabama has the better losses, but the best loss, and that is the most ridiculous argument you can make, uh, bolstering somebody's playoff resume by what losses they have. That's absolute insanity. One of those losses, the most important loss, the most important case in their playoff ranking right now, is the loss to Tennessee. So there is no logical reason Alabama should be over Tennessee. I know Hendon Hooker has heard that greatly um, devalues how good Tennessee is this year. Joe Milton's good, uh, but the problem with Joe Milton is if somebody's open 70 yards downfield, he'll throw it 70 yards. If somebody's open 15 yards downfield, he'll still throw it 70 yards. He just he just likes to throw the football. He did the same thing at Michigan. That cost him the job there uh, in the 2020 season. Uh, and Not that he did bad last week. He actually did very good last week, but I don't think it's that much of a hot take to say Hendon Hooker is very important to that team. And let me say, Alabama is still very good, but let's look, let's let's take a look at that resume. I, it's just I don't see where they could logically be above Tennessee. I don't I, realistically they don't have a playoff to the playoff. They're going to because the playoff committee respects Alabama and they judge them based on previous years, which is just crap. Anyway. Alabama's resume. A one-point win over Texas at Texas, a game they probably should have lost if Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt. Doesn't matter. They won the game. Road game at Texas, decent win, one-point win. They kind of messed around with Arkansas a little too much. Bryce Young got hurt. We had to see Jalen Milroe, who was fine, but not great. Uh, And then they pulled away late. Texas A&M, the worst team I think these eyes have ever seen. Uh, It came down to the final play. Texas A&M had a chance to throw it into the end zone from, I think, like 15 yards out uh, to win that game. They did not. Alabama wins by four. Next week, they lose to Tennessee. Loss. Notice how I said loss. They beat Mississippi State by 24 uh, the week after that, but if you were watching, the game was a little bit worse than that. Mississippi State didn't have a prayer. Uh, The next week, they lose to LSU. Uh, Three-loss LSU, may I add. No longer a very good loss. No longer a quality loss is what they're going to try and tell you. Uh, The week after that, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not really turning into a quality team as well. They're kind of on a tailspin here. And that game came down to the final play. Ole Miss had a chance to throw it into the end zone with no time left. Uh, they lost by six. Ole Miss lost by six. They beat Austin P by 34. I personally could beat Austin P by 34. And then they kind of took care of Auburn. But Auburn, Auburn was frisky in that game. Uh, it's a shame they didn't cover plus 22, but that's the way it is. Uh, that leads us to the playoff scenario. Like I said, I think TCU is in. Georgia and Michigan are in. If either of those two teams find a way to not make it, the college football, I, I will storm the college football playoff offices and just, because I, I just refuse to accept the legitimacy of, of it if Georgia and Michigan aren't in already, no matter what happened in the conference championship game. Honestly, Michigan could lose by 55, and I would still put them in against Purdue. Uh, my, the, it really all comes down to USC. If USC loses to Utah, Ohio State's going to jump them. Ohio State has a better resume than USC. USC is similar-ish. It's not a word, but similar-ish to Alabama. 
where they have the wins. They look good on paper, and they're talented. They got the stars all up and down the roster. But a lot of their wins are close. They're, they're very lucky. They're like Alabama. They're very lucky to be where they are currently. So, it's all going to come down to USC. I think there are five teams left alive in this playoff. Uh, obviously, the four that are going to be in it tonight in order. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, and then Ohio State. I don't know if Tennessee can get in. There's just no... Their resume doesn't compare with USC or TCU. Alabama, the same with them. Um, it's just, it doesn't work out that way. Anyway, uh, 8 Washington, 9 Kansas State, 10 Penn State. I realize I didn't finish out the top 10. But that is my top 10. That is uh, the college football preview for right now. We'll get into my picks. Uh, it, this should only take like two minutes. Like I said, it's a short day for me. Not a lot going on in college basketball. When 3-1 and one yesterday, shout out Pitt Moneyline plus 250. The easiest bet I think I've ever had against Northwestern. Uh, today, I got Charlotte plus 5.5 uh, against Davidson. Not really impressed with Davidson. I ended up buying half a point there. Michigan plus 4 against Virginia. Michigan, when I watched them play, who did I watch them play? I watched them play some team. I don't remember who, but they crushed them. Michigan's built for the tournament. Like, they're just so freakishly athletic. They're such a good offensive team. Hunter Dickinson's probably the best player in, in America right now. Um, and they shoot the three ball. They, they shoot the three ball at high volume. They're not hitting right now. I think they're shooting like 33% as a team, which isn't very good. But Virginia, they're not very... They have been very poor at defending the three-point line this year. It's still decent defense. Uh, and the offense is actually... Much improved for Virginia this year, which is what scares me. But I like Michigan. I just like Michigan's athleticism, if we're being honest. I really like Michigan. Uh, you caught them at plus four. I bet them. They immediately went down to uh, plus three. So if you can find them plus four, take them. If you can find them plus three, be cautious. But I really like them at the four. And then I got Baylor minus six. Baylor's just crushing teams right now. I really like Baylor. Uh, that's... That should just about do it for today. Like I said, uh, tomorrow's going to be a huge college basketball day. We'll probably put the sideline shelf, the college football talk. We got a lot of it done today. Uh, and then Thursday, we are going to do have the official picks and predictions for the uh, conference championship weekend. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the Thursday night football game uh, in the NFL. I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't remember who it is. Uh, and we'll talk everything else in that. We'll talk college basketball. And like I said, as as college football and the NFL start to slowly go away, we'll start incorporating the, the NBA a little bit more. Uh, it's not one of my things I bet on. I'm a big college sports guy. So we'll get there when we get there. It should be soon. Unfortunately, college football season is ending. Speaking of ending, I got to get out of here. Thank you so much. For, oh, I, I keep banging my table. Keep, thank you so much for listening to episode one. Uh, I promise it will get better. This is the first time I'm doing this. Uh, shout out to the people of Believe for believing me. Uh, and yeah, it's roughly going to be it's going to be a morning show. I think I'm going to uh, release these earlier in the morning, just depending on my schedule. My schedule is just so wonky today. Uh, but yeah, let's. Let's end it there. Thank you so much for listening. No matter where you're listening, no matter how you're listening, I appreciate you. You can find, like I said, I gave out my full card, but I always tweet out my picks at Corrigan, C-O-R-R-I-G-A-N, underscore tweets. I tweet them all out there. I have an Action Network link 
uh, where I track all my bets. It's in my Twitter bio. You can click it there. Um, yeah, and that's just about do it. Thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.